was crackalacking. We are here. It's your favorite Mexican. Hey, I guess that's me. You will say, and your favorite black girl. She's black. And he's hella Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here with our packy friend. It's me. So today we want to talk about love, loving, and then losing. So love and lost. Is it better to have loved? And lost to the to have never loved at all is that oh my god is that, is that a the quote? question that's yeah, like that's a question a quote, quote. Is yeah that Shakespeare so, are you Shakespeare it's Shakespearean she's Shakespeare so have you ever been in love yeah ever been in love <laughs> sorry okay so so talk about it I think get into it honey give me your thoughts I think I would have a hundred percent been in love and then lost it then never have been in love at all i think being in love brings out the best aspects of you okay so tell me this because i feel like i've been i've been in especially in like my younger years i've been in several relationships where every single one i feel like i'm in love and then as soon as it's over of course i'm heartbroken for a moment and then you know down the line i realize i really wasn't in love so, like, I've been kind of questioning the theory of have I actually ever been in love because I don't love those people anymore. So, what's the deal with that? So, what I think is, is love temporary? Is, is love, love temporary? Because love is a feeling and all feelings are temporary. But you can right? be in love in a non-romantic way. Like, you can love your mom and you can love friends. So, that's unconditional love, mm-hmm. supposedly, right? Supposedly. So, is romantic love temporary? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Because it's an feelings are fleeting. Well, that, and I think it wears thin after a while. I mean, you can love somebody like family and still have love for them, but not be in love with them. That's true. I think love and respect go very hand in hand. Love is honoring your partner. Yeah. So, but isn't love supposed to be like, love at its purest is like something that's never supposed to go away. It's like when you love that person unconditionally. It's not, it's never, you're never supposed to lose that feeling, I thought. I heard it's best, like, love is an appreciation. Love is an appreciation, okay. Yeah. So is it, is it better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all? 100%. Yeah, you gain that experience. Okay. But, like, would loving and losing say, like, would, like, loss of, like, family members when they pass away, it's difference between dealing with like a breakup and dealing with loss do you think it's similar mm. it can be possibly my only thing with being able to like really relate the two is I haven't yet lost anybody that's been super close to me mm-hmm. like a close grandparent a close yeah. or a mother or father a sibling even a first cousin I haven't lost those people I've lost friends of course Not well, it's gonna happen yeah. one day, unfortunately, yeah, and, and it kind of scares me to be this far in to life yeah. and haven't experienced a close death yet. But I don't know if I can compare it to like losing love because I've had my heart broken a ton of times. She a pro at this. <laughs> Doesn't it get easier though as each one it goes by? It definitely gets easier, and that's what I try to tell people who you know come to me with like their bullshit. <laughs> I guess, and I'm like. Dude, all you have to do is think about the one you got over before this one, or the one, the ones that you've gotten over. It's like 
it seems like it's the hardest thing to do in that present moment. Mm -hmm. But if it's something you've previously done before, it makes it that much easier to know that. Don't you feel like most people are scared to be alone? So they jump from relationship to relationship without ever dealing with that first breakup. A hundred percent. And not even that, not even knowing themselves completely. To me, you have to kind of be alone for a portion of your life to know who you are. I don't know. I agree. It it scares me to think about if I would have gotten married in a past relationship when we were like 20 years old. I'm not that same person today. And to not have been able to go through some of my growth process scares the shit out of me. What if you went, do you think you would still be accepted in your growth process if you were with somebody else? Or did that growth process need to happen on your own? Because if you went through the same things that you went through, but with a partner in life, do you think that would have made your bond stronger? That's what I'm afraid of because I can, I can see like my transition. Um, wondering if a partner would have been able to keep up. Like I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure if yeah. a partner would have been able. to People I, grow at different rates. Right. First-hand experience, like being in a long-term relationship, you can. Well, me personally, I've outgrown people like yeah. well in the relationship and try to get them to grow as fast as I am mm-hmm. but we're just at different time frames and so is it safe to say at that point you have to cut your ties I think it's unfair to both parties to cut, try to continue something that's not working anymore that's so mature though yeah. that's a little too real it's a little too real like especially if you're the party who is like not the one growing yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like in love like I'm still in love I think you're holding on to something that was once real that isn't real presently but it's like that isn't their fault you feel Mm -hmm. like that was I feel like they just got left behind in the growth process which happens thus is life but have you ever outgrew like maybe not a relationship but a real close personal friend yeah but I feel like I was the one that kind of got left behind in the growing because I kind of, I think having like the same, I guess in high school, having like the same moral morals and values throughout, you kind of, for people who are exploring, you kind of do feel like you're getting like a little left behind because if you didn't explore in high school, like you definitely know the feeling of like, Knowing a person one year and then looking at them and seeing a stranger. Are you talking about sex, Sunday? (laughs) I'm just talking about the weeds. Okay. The weeds. All right. So, what are we gonna leave this note on? What is your What are your final thoughts about loving and and losing? I would say that it's very rare to find someone that promotes growth, and I would say that most people are in relationships that stunt them from growing. And Do you believe that unconditional love is real? Yeah, because I have that for my son now. Oh, true. Okay. But do you feel like you can find that in a partner? I feel like everybody has the potential to do it, but so many things like insecurities, baggage, and shit ruin it. Because you know what that means. Unconditional love means even if you cheat on me, like there was absolutely nothing you can ever do to me that I would not forgive you for. I sometimes feel like it doesn't exist, but I then I like look at my mom and then I see myself and I'm like, okay, 
maybe girl not. you don't know what your mom and daddy be doing no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no i mean like for me as their child okay. like do i feel like they unconditionally love me or do they love me because of like the fact that i meet them at the standards that they hold for me mm, that's deep yeah okay so. i mean i don't know i, I feel you too because i've been in places in life where i feel like i don't feel like my parents love me enough but at the same time, they only know how to love the way they can love. Yeah. Because because they're who they are. Like, you do you know? feel like they love versions of you? Mm, I mean, I, I feel like they love me, but I just feel like knowing how some people were raised in comparison to how I was raised, like, I wasn't showed love emotionally. Like, like I. A better question is, do they love the authentic you? Or do you hide parts of yourself to please them? That's very interesting because I know that, I mean, I, I definitely think if there's pieces about me that I would never want to share with my parents, not not because of I'll feel judged. Like, I tell my mom a lot. My mom probably is one of my closest friends. Yeah. Um, but still, there is still a, a boundary. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's almost like respect. Like, I wouldn't want you to know this part of me knowing that it would annoy you or, like, it would bother you because there's just some things that they'll never be able to understand. Like, when you were saying that you weren't shown enough love, do you think that stems from a place of, like, they were never shown that yeah. so they don't yeah. even, like, they physically don't even know how? Uh-huh. They, yeah. Like, yeah, they don't, they don't know love and it's how like I think. so hard to, like, kind of try to change or mold them into like loving you the oh because they're not aware it's exactly. completely awareness you have to be aware of how to love have you ever tried bringing up the conversation here and there um do they feel offended anytime i do bring up something about like stuff like that yeah it kind of turns into a, a, a yeah. and like a we tried our best and that isn't good enough for you not ex those exact words, but it can go into yeah. something like that. And then, so that's just me having to having to accept that's the way they love. Yeah. Like, that's their unconditional love. But yeah. me thinking about being a parent, I think love should be definitely something that's shown. It's a feeling, but it's also a, um, it's an energy. Yeah. Like, love is an energy, and my parents are not aware of that to even give that. Yeah. Did you feel like you struggled while growing up? Like, financially, like, kind of? Because I'm black or what? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> either way. Because <laughs> you're black. I mean, there's a um, difference. So did you grow up in the ghetto? Or? <laughs> Are you from the no. projects? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we didn't. Well, of course, I think a lot of people have struggled and didn't know they struggled. Now, mm -hmm. being an adult, I can recognize some things. Or my mom may tell me some things about yeah. how we were struggling, but living in it as a child, nah, I didn't know we was struggling because I always felt like we were doing a little bit better than some people because I had a mom and a dad in that yeah. same house and nobody else really that I grew up with yeah. except for like two cousins had that. So yeah. like, I always felt like we had a little bit more than everybody else, so I never felt like we were struggling, yeah. even though we were. Don't you feel like that's part of adulthood is when you can look at your childhood and how your parents failed you and accept that they were done the same way like it was just a cycle that you were part of yeah a generational curse 
it is, but it, it also it also makes me sad that that because I am where I am now and I'm like working on myself, it's like why it makes me sad that that I feel like I'm ahead of them in a mental yeah. way of it trying to sad. change things and being aware of generational things that I don't want to be. Do the you way feel they like it's a privilege, like knowing that, like I'm an immigrant, so my parents immigrated with me and my little sister she was one but i like remember the process mm-hmm. and i feel like they were so um kind of focused on like survival like getting here getting a house getting citizenship like becoming something that like their kids could have like a like good schooling and good like a good stance in american society that sometimes when i look back at my childhood i like don't can even blame them for like oh like their lack of understanding where I was or because they were so just enamored in trying to survive yeah. that like it's like it's a privilege to me that I get to be like so oh I need to find happiness oh I need to be content with where I am See, because they never had that privilege and they the, just were like day to day to day to day that's 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 really that's true funny. and deep because that's how I feel as a parent mm-hmm. like now all my hopes dreams like yes I still want to accomplish things I'm in my own right but I could die happy just knowing that I provided the opportunity for my son to live his fullest life successfully yeah so yeah you are really fixated on survival especially when you don't come from money or financial stability yeah I feel like it'll all be worth it in the end yeah if your children just have that chance yeah getting deep on me. <laughs> it's making me think about a lot. I mean, well, do you it wanna, makes sense. Do you guys want to be mo- mothers one day? Yeah. I've struggled with that a lot over the years and I think, yes, it just, it boils down to me for finding the right partner. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a single mom. I mean, nobody wants to go into it being a single mom. I just really don't want it, though. Like, <laughs> like to the to the extreme of I'm completely avoiding it right yeah. now. If I mean, you know. Well, because you feel like it would be a stigma or you'd be, like, part of the... I don't even care about the whole... Statistics? St- statistic. I just yeah. know, like, as far as... I guess because I had both parents, I think it's important, even though I feel like my parents didn't give me a great example of what a husband and wife should be or whatever two parents living together should be or whatever uh but i feel like that is that's something i want for my kid to have both parents in the home if possible yeah but i'm not willing to risk my happiness for it at the same time 100 so that's i struggle with that whole thought well i want to ask you guys both an individual question what is one trait that you see inside yourself that you would not want passed down to your children I don't think I'm a very positive person like I think my first reaction to everything is like what if it goes but like the complete opposite way and I know like all of my friends or most people they're like or their significant others are always like oh my god I love the way she's so positive and she helps me see the world in a better light and I'm just like I'm not that person (laughs) like if you aren't happy there's no way like I will be able to make you any happier because my first reaction is to always think of like the bad side of the what if 
But yet you don't say that side. You say the positive side. But that's just because, like, you'd have to, you know, that's, like, not, like, me being my authentic self. It's me, like, just trying to... Please them. Yeah. You're a people pleaser. To a certain degree, yes. And I think it comes with being, like, the oldest child. All right. I don't know what the fuck just happened right there, though. What do you got for us, I mean? Ooh, yeah, I agree. I feel like loving is definitely one of life's greatest treasures. Like, loving is... Since we have you on the podcast today, and you said you have been in love, right? Mm -hmm. But you're going to get married one day, right? Yes, sir. Don't you feel like you need to go through certain experiences so you don't mess up the final stage of your life I feel like that's a really like that's a lot a lot of people think that you need to like go through but I feel like when you do find a person that you feel like is fit for marriage like no matter what you go through like my parents my mom got married when she was like 20 they're still really happily married and I feel like her whole thing is like she was very there has to be like open communication like obviously even you could go through all the experiences in the world and life will still throw some whack-ass bullshit your way you're still gonna go through something new you didn't even expect you were gonna go through and i feel like you just need to know that like there's like a line of open communication and like respect i feel like respect is really important in between two people i think it's the fact too that like you can go through anything with somebody in marriage and and change and everything it's just basically being 100% committed to what you originally committed to see but that's good in theory but I would say that when you're in a relationship and you go through speed bumps which is like happens in every relationship and people make mistakes you're going to make them too you can tend to build up a resentment and unless you're really good at letting go that all compiles which makes me just think about um, a topic really quick about how they, somebody who, I don't even know who said this, but was saying like um, with marriage licenses, we need to um, basically apply for a renewal. Yeah. It should be kind of like how we do every other license, like a business license or a driver's license. Like you can't just keep that shit. Yeah. But with marriage, you have you keep it until you decide. And so people were saying how like every five years or so, there should be like a check-in, like, it are should, we renewing this contract? Yeah, it should definitely be a lease. Nothing should be, like, ride or die, no matter what. But then people would be like, why is the government in our personal lives? <laughs> but marriage is 100% governed to me. I was just talking about the aspect of being together with somebody forever. But that's a that's a commitment in a... That's a, that's a soul commitment that's to me. Poly... Polyamorous. Polyamorous. I was gonna say polytheistic, but that's like when you believe in many gods. This um, is why you. But I yeah. told you that I am God. She's Kanye West, basically. But I am though. So are you? Literally Kanye West. You're God. I don't think so. Mm. I truly don't believe that. There is. Yeah. Okay. We're Have all you heard our beliefs? Have you heard the saying like when you plan, God laughs? Wait, what? When you plan, God laughs. You heard him. <laughs> No, as in like you have can you heard plan God? You heard him? Have I heard God? Mm-hmm. No. Has God ever spoke to you? God is love. Love is God. To me, it's all an energy. This makes no sense. Have you guys go crazy? <laughs> have, you, have you guys ever listened to Alan Watts? No. 
Alan who? Alan Watts. Alan Watts, no. So he was a philosopher back in the day, uh, I think in the 40s or 50s. Um, and he had this theory of if you are God, mm-hmm. you're all powerful. You have the ability to do whatever you want. So, wouldn't you get bored of being all-powerful? I feel like if people genuinely think that they're God, they have... Why would you get bored? Like, if you're God, I'm then never bored. <laughs> Shouldn't you be able to control the circumstances you're in? That's exactly the point. But eventually, We can control the circumstances we're in. When you lose in. somebody you love... You cannot control no. that circumstance. See, but the theory that he you had... You can control how you react to that circumstance. That's self-will. Like, that's being self-aware. That's think. 100% what life is about to me. Is being self-aware and being able to navigate through everything that's going to happen anyway. So, boom, you're God, right? Well, the first thing you're going to do is just like when we're in a dream. Is you're going to grant yourself all types of cool wishes... Like, oh, I want to slay dragons. I want a Ferrari. I want this and that, right? If you're God. And then so you're going to treat yourself. And then eventually that's going to get boring. And then you're going to want to face dragons or, you know, kill things. You're going to want to go. What do you want when you have everything you want? Exactly. You're going to want to go on adventures, dangerous adventures. And then eventually you're going to get tired of that. And then eventually (laughs) when you play that out, you're going to just create a button where it's just like surprise me so see in my opinion the whole god and godly thing doesn't mean that you're invincible from everything it doesn't mean that you're so you don't believe in a divine being yes i believe i believe in divinity and we are divine creatures however that doesn't mean that we won't encounter like it doesn't mean that everything we encounter is going to be divine however we have to stay in our div- stand in our divinity in order to navigate life if that makes any sense like everything's gonna happen like dragons are gonna come to you but you being a divine being you're going to you're gonna encounter that dragon differently than if you're waiting on god to to, to send you a blessing oh see no i think higher than that i think of if you die right now and then you just are like say you're just like wow i thought i was a person there were dead sacks. Who are you? Who am I? Mm. I'm part of you, I guess. Who are you? I'm not completely sure yet. So I asked this question because I'm I'm listening to this book and it literally, they were talking about like, who are you, right? Or who are you? And you would say, I'm Dennis. And then so they would write the words down, D-E-N-N-I-S. Is that you? Are you those letters? Like, no. And then the guy started telling them, who he is based on like experiences happened in his life and then it's like well who were you before that because that's just telling me what you've been through that's not who you are yeah. who you are is a soul you you are who you were born as mm-hmm. so a lot of people describe their job their relationship exactly their social that has, status that's not has who nothing you are. to do with yeah. that that's just your experience of life see that brings me to one of my theories is like i think there's three different types of souls mm-hmm. and we're either one of three and we all share that consciousness or that soul mm-hmm. and I'm literally Zarmine if had I been born in her body to her family 
and her life is playing out exactly how I would play out had I been born into her body. But we're one of the same. Do you consider that the superconscious, meaning... The collective, I would say. So I define that as, like, the superconscious. But would you actually be me? Wouldn't you have made different decisions growing up if you were born in my body, in my family? I don't believe so. You don't think you'd make different decisions? I mean, I think because every decision is based off of who you were and how you were raised. Do you think a different soul can take over someone's body? No. Do you believe in all that? Because you look at people like Jeffrey Dahmer, those are a certain type of fucked up and no matter what. I was about to say, now you're getting into the crazy. Yeah, Yeah, so I think there's definitely the devil soul that is just born in and you see him around. You know what I mean? Do you believe in the devil? I do. But... But I'm also like, you know, spiritual and religious two different things honey i know i am spiritual and spiritual but i ain't religious so i feel like there's the good soul the bad soul and the neutral do you think every decision Hmm. you've made is a reflection of how you've been raised yes interesting i don't i think once you acquire like self-awareness and like who you are as a human being you make some decisions that are like aside from how your parents raised you or what your upbringing was like even if i were to throw this pen mm-hmm. across the room just to prove that i'm have free will yeah um that's still something that got brought onto me by a chain of decisions that i made that got me to this one mm-hmm. interesting so even from the way you talk maybe you heard somebody in third grade and she said the word cool different but you adapted that because that was your experience. Ah, I was thinking, like I was thinking raised as more and like you're raised as your parents. Oh, but definitely like, classmates and who you spend your time around. I, I agree. I all agree. Influence. Spend your time around. It's all an energy. That's I feel like even social media and like the things you consume on the internet. The things you right. consume a hundred percent are downloaded into your subconscious whether you know it or not. And yeah. it is who you become. I read more kids. Reading is fantastic. I mean, well, even just like, like the older I am now, some of the music I'm like I can't listen to that on the daily basis. I can't listen to that talking about fucking the bitch and then like (laughs) just certain things that I don't agree with because I don't live my life like that. I don't want to live my life like that with men calling me these things on a regular basis. Like I can't consume that while I'm not paying attention and that being downloaded into my subconscious because then you you people don't know it, but that's the life you. That's the energy you're attracting because it's downloaded into you. What are two distractions you guys would want to get rid of for yourself? I got a big one. And I'm writing a book about it. I'm starting slowly. Cell phones. Mm. That's my number one. Um, And number two, TV. Interesting. I... I feel like there's so many distractions. Like, if I want to be distracted, a plain wall could distract me. My thoughts can distract me. I just would want to be more effective in the way that I manage my time because I feel like... What's stopping you from managing your time? I don't know. There's, like... There's something. I don't know if it's, like, my fear of succeeding or if it's my fear of failure. Or, like... Or do you feel like it's procrastination? It's 100% procrastination, but I procrastinate to avoid 
procrastinating? What are you doing to procrastinate? Like when you're procrastinating most of the time, majority of the time, what are you doing? I could procrastinate doing math homework with reading a book about English. Like, you know, like it's never really, it's what you choose to put your energy in. I dig guess. deeper. I want to I hear more about that one day. Dig deeper and start exploring. Like when you're procrastinating, what what is your mind thinking? What are the I feelings procrastinate and things that, that I am up? not good at with things that I'm good at. Oh, I do that kind of stuff too. Yeah, because I just don't like not being good at things. <laughs> so I deal with that by uh-huh. doing things that I'm Sounds good like at. Sounds like something I do for sure. What about you? What are two of your distractions? Uh, I would say helping people. Okay. That's cute though. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's not because instead of working on myself, I will work on friends and family. Mm. And I put myself on the back burner. And but that's just because you don't want to deal with whatever it is. Yeah. So instead of really achieving my highest greatness, I focus on helping others. Maybe I'm scared of who I could really be. That's the thing. Most people are. It's, it's a subconscious thing, though, that start playing with that thought. When you feel like you're not doing what you actually should be doing, what are, like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Because well, it's something that's that scaring too, you from I being powerful. There was just so many people in my life like especially parents that put limits on me right so they were just like oh you can't do this you know that's unrealistic think about this download it into your subconscious not even know it well now you're more aware but and you can start telling yourself that shit ain't real yeah but it's about making it a constant thing and you know and then self-affirm my second one would be food because I literally my whole day could be shit but (laughs) get you something good to eat get me something good to eat (laughs) and your boy is smiling your boy is smiling I feel you I'm smiling yeah no I'm like fuck it I ain't got no money but I got something good to eat honey here we go (laughs) like I would literally rather spend like money that I know I could be saving on like fine dining because it gives me this false idea of me being in a good place in life but it's like i mean did you really just spend 20 dollars at pf chang's like right. no right those those 10 minutes of mouth pleasure though oh hey. my god unbeatable unfucking beatable sometimes sometimes i agree that's yeah, a because, huge oh but like when you're like in a really ro- low low place like that guilt crashing down feeling oh my god and then when you feel shit about actually spending that money on like because yeah. you know what like sometimes I'll be stressed out and I'll be like you know what I'm having a bad day let me Ice just cream. let me no. no let me just go get a monster or let me go get a Red Bull like, something that something you to know. take the edge off yeah no, I hear you. <laughs> a little something to take the edge off I hear you and I for mean, some people that's alcohol I was gonna say well of course mine used to be that and a lot of times now mine is also sleep Oh my god, mine is definitely sleep. If I am a sad person, I will sleep for three days straight, and yeah. that is the yeah. most unhealthy coping mechanism of life. You know what else is unhealthy? What? Distracting yourself with relationships or potential. Oh yes, that I've done that too. Fuck you up. Yes. I've done that too. Like even just not even full blown relationships, but just Texting. having having the conversations and meeting guys online. Like having multiple ones, oh, trying to build a team. That's distracting myself from the reality of my life is not where I want it to be right now. Right. So let me try to jazz it up and make it seem like I got something going on when in actuality. Yeah. It's that like shit's... you're 
taking your mind off of something yeah. with another human being, which fucks you both up. And yeah. Perfect. We gotta go. Gotta go back. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got for y'all today. Tune in next week. We got you. Holla at your girl. Suck, and yeah. Suck it easy. Suck it easy. <laughs> Come on. Say bye. I've gotta go. Deuces. You can follow me on Twitter at Petty Pecora. Oh no, honey. Nobody, don't follow her. Packy Princess. <laughs> Packy Princess. I'm going to make a podcast.